Hello. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Uh, it's good. Good. This is the Kimmick Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. How was your week so far? It's been good. It's been very good. Last week was so busy that I'm just finding my footing again. Yeah, it's a lot calmer this week, which yes. is a lot better. Much better. Much better. I like busy, but then I like a break afterwards. Yes. Yeah. So our topic is BTS. BTS! I figured it's a good time to talk about BTS because it all really started with BTS as far as K-pop and our love for that. They they are our first love. Yay! Pretty much everything started with BTS. I mean, we didn't even start this podcast till after we knew BTS and K-pop and... Everything started with BTS. And here we are a year into it. I know. That's, that's wild. I know. I'm proud of us. And even my sister, she, she finally got our, our podcast um, name and is starting to follow us and, and listen to him. She's like, boy, I didn't realize you had so many. And I thought, well, you know, it has been a year. So mm-hmm. We are all thankful for everybody who listens. So thank you. Thank you, Keys. Thank you, everyone. Yay. Thank you, BTS. Oh, BTS. We love you. BTS. I know we've done a couple episodes on the new Stray Kids releases and Vix, but we wouldn't have known them if it wasn't for BTS. BTS was the first. Right. The start of it all. Dynamite. That's what did it. Mm -hmm. That was my first song, Dynamite. And it was in English, so... Yay! It was a Korean band, and the song was in English, so that was that was great. I'm trying to think if it was Dynamite or Fake Love. It might, I don't quite remember which one came first in my life. You really liked Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Well, but yeah, that, that, that was, was like, later. That was later. Because I think she kind of said, oh, it's probably just one of these bands that mom, you know, gets into. I, I'm always into something. Something new. I'm always sending you stuff, yeah. new stuff all the time. But because uh, you got into them first. Yes. And I remember hearing Dynamite playing and just going like, oh, it was a cute song. You know, it's cute. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. And then it got stuck in my head. And it was around March was when I got into BTS. Yes. It was around March when I got into BTS. And because well, I couldn't get any. That was the trouble. Yeah. Every time I went to try and find them, mm-hmm. there was no music at all. There was toys, there was merch and everything, but zero music. And zero. I, I'm trying so. to think if it was before that. It might have been before that. But um, my friend Sydney came and visited and she loves BTS. Yeah. Loves BTS. So while she was here, she played the fake love music video. So I did watch that mm-hmm. prior to being ARMY. And I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, music's not bad. Fashion's pretty cool. The video is super cool. But I didn't pay all that much attention to it because I was just like, eh, whatever, poppy boy band stuff, whatever. Right, right. And I've always liked boy bands. So I'm always like showing her boy band all the time. So that was nothing new. It was just like, okay, yeah. it's another band that yeah. mom's into. And, and even when I saw them, I was just like, oh, you know, that's cool. It's cool. And we watched a lot of like BT21 and stuff because we had the kids. So we watched a lot of BT21 for the kids and they loved it. And I'm like, it's cute. It's cool. Whatever. Just kind of wrote it off as like cute teeny bopper stuff. It's cute music for cute kids and cute moms. Whatever. 
<laughs> which is good. It's it's good and fine. And, you know, I would listen to Dynamite in my car here and there when it got stuck in my head. And I'm like, yeah, it's a cute, happy song. Da-da-da-da-da. Um, but it was with Blood, Sweat, and Tears that I got a bigger appreciation for them as artists. Because there's so much in that video. And there's so many allusions and ties to other art and literature. It's really a deep story so deep yeah and that's what really made me go oh okay there's there's something more here these guys aren't just like cute guys making cute music for little kids you know i was like okay there's something deeper here and then it was the i need you video which made me cry by the way first time i watched it i bawled my eyes out Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is so amazing. And then I went down the BTS universe rabbit hole. And, oh, and since then, I was like, I'm ARMY. That's it. You know. I can't go back. Like Michaela said, once you gym in, you can't gym out. <laughs> once you gym in, you can't gym out. <laughs> it's true. And you just always kind of liked them. I always yeah. did. I liked them the first time I heard them. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to find more about them. And there, there really wasn't a whole lot. To, to it was hard time. to find. It was really hard to find that music alone was almost impossible. And I don't know what was going on. A lot, a lot of stuff was going COVID. on. COVID, that just totally the COVID happened. That totally upended my whole world because I was gonna start open a store. Yeah, that was gonna have live music and everything, and that was at the beginning of the year, and that, I was all gangbusters to do that i had everything lined up except for a location and we could not get a location for nothing everything that there was was crap uh, there was one i could have had but it was like under it was under stairs kind of in a basementy thing and you can't see out of this this location it's just it's just terrible so you don't even see anybody until they're like in your door and with all my past traumas like I can't do basements and I can't do uh, look not looking out where I can see well. So it's just like that's a whole big nope. Uh, we had been in that building before because it, it was a tattoo place. Mm-hmm. It was that. Yeah. Um, so we still couldn't find any place. So I found one. But boy, it was expensive and it was huge. And I don't, well, I don't want to I don't want that big a place. And then finally, I just looked at Michaela. I says, you know. I've been trying to find a place here now for like a month. And I'm like, something is telling me just, just maybe not right now. Look, I'm just going to put it on the back burner because it's not all coming together. And within like two weeks after that, COVID broke out. And it was the best thing I ever did that I did not open it because it would have most likely failed. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And then... That, it was that summer that I found. I had found them once before, just randomly looking looking them up. Um, but then got involved in something else. But it was like in the summer of 2020. Mm. Yeah, that's when that, Sydney came to visit. So that was like my first exposure to BTS was 2020, the summer of 2020. Yeah. And then I didn't get into them until March of 2021. That's mm. when I like actually got into them and I was like oh this is good this is real good yeah because I tried to find music and there was none and then I tried to find some at Christmas time 
and everything was everything was bought out. Um, and in January, I told Michaela, if I don't find any, I'm going to order me some because I want some. I don't know. I, I don't know the songs or anything. I knew dynamite. So I says, well, I'll just get dynamite and we'll see what happens. But I said, I really like their sound. And that's when I found all this stuff. I was so happy. I was like, ah, it had been a long search. But I, I didn't know all the toys and all the merch until later. Mm-hmm. So, yay. Mm. So we picked all BTS songs. We everything. did pick all BTS songs. We thought about doing each album, but oh, there's so many. much. There's so much. And we decided, let's just do an episode of BTS. Mm. And that, to me, was like one of the biggest treats of getting into K-pop was the fact that they have so many albums and there's mini albums and singles and music videos for everything and comebacks and it's just so exciting all the time and as a music lover it's like heaven for me because with most western artists you're waiting years for something from your favorite artist years not not in South Korea, they, no, it's they like come out with stuff fast. On the month, it's like, oh, we got another comeback. It's like, all right, I, I'm still get, I'm still learning the first one. But yeah. as and, a musical lover, I love it. And they're they're very visually mm-hmm. pleasing too. And coming from the MTV music videos of the '80s, I love the visuals. That was the best thing to have music and a video. Oh, that was the best. that was. Uh, hole in one yeah you know, that was everything we i love the fashion of the 80s and it seems like a lot of south koreans kind of adapted to that 80s vibe we had a lot of vibrant colors and we liked a lot of jewelry and we layered everything and you know we always had big hair and fancy hair and stuff and yeah not so much color some people did but that wasn't mm-hmm. but we have the little um, color extensions or the little add-ons that you could clip into your hair and, the, you know. Oh, so. yeah. They're very fashionable. And, I mean, we're both, we both have theater backgrounds. So, yeah, the very visual aesthetic connects with the theater backgrounds that we both have. So, I think that's also what's so exciting because they use their videos to storytell. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that I really, really, really can't stand is when bands just do a performance video where they're just playing. Mm -hmm. If it's just them playing and there's nothing else to it. Unless they're really um, exciting to watch. Some some bands move a lot and do a lot of things. And when you watch them, it's it's very entertaining. Mm -hmm. And then there's those bands that just stand there. And don't even really look at the audience. It's They're just so boring. Did. Yeah. And one performance video, that's fine. If you want to throw one performance video, if you have a couple you're making for an album, that's fine. When they're all performance videos and they're all and boring. That's it it's, is really boring. Yeah. Like it's you a little have, disappointing. You can have a it, clip it, of the band playing and then have a clip of something else. Mm-hmm. But with K-pop, they have whole stories and the choreography usually tells the story and ties in with the story. So you have performing arts along with visuals and acting and sets and mm-hmm. costumes and music. Mm-hmm. And it's just the whole shebang. Yeah. 
Asian pop is where it's at really right now. Oh yeah. I, think, I agree. I, think. I agree. It's got so yeah. there's so there's, much to it. There's a reason why they're on top of, of the pop world. It's true. I mean, there's just, there's so much to it. Mm-hmm. And then with BTS in particular, and a lot of other K-pop groups do this as well, like ATs, they all have their own universes that they create. So each music video, TXT is another one that does this. Each music yes. video tells an ongoing story. Each album has breadcrumbs of pieces of a story. So you get to be a detective as well mm-hmm. and an interpreter and interpret this story that they're telling. And it's just so in depth. Right. Well, they involve their listeners. Mm-hmm. It's very involved. It's it's a it's a connection uh, where a lot of American bands, not so much. Mm-mm. It seems like, yeah, we're all there. We you know, follow and we like the band, but you kind of have that disconnect. Like we were even saying when we saw Ravi, uh, they had a piece of tape on the floor and not one foot went over that piece of tape. Not a single toe. They said, not don't cross even the tape. a toe. And people were dancing and everything. And uh, not great. one person. There wasn't one incident nope. that somebody put one toe over that line. <clears throat> In America? People would be shoving you into that that stage. Oh yeah, if you go if to, you didn't have a like a fence mm-hmm. and bouncers there just giving you the dirty eye, you know, don't you dare go this way. <laughs> We're gonna get you. Um, like if you go to like you a, have a mob. Yeah, if you go to like a punk show or a metal show, you know, we're gonna go see um, Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper later, and it's gonna be great. But I don't want to be down on the floor because you would get crushed. Oh yeah, there is, <laughs> there's no safety down there. People smush you as close as humanly possible, and then they're jumping over the railings and jumping on stage oh, just yeah. because they can. Like, even though they're not supposed to, they can, so they will. I mean, there's there's wild people in the back too, so you really have to be on top of your game when you're going to one of those shows, especially when you're five foot and right. They don't see you. They're just like, whoa, oh, there's a human here. There. <laughs> yeah. It cracks me up because I follow Casey, an elderly meme, mm-hmm. on Instagram and TikTok. She's a Gemini, too. I love she? her. Her art is incredible. Yay, I've ordered some stickers from her and stuff in the past. I just, I love her art. She's incredible. But it cracks me up because she's a heavy metal fan. Right. And she does. She did this post not that long ago saying, this is what I listen to when I draw cute K-pop memes. Yes. And it's just super intense heavy metal. <laughs> and in the captions, she said, the metal to K-pop pipeline is a real thing. And so I commented on there, the punk ska to K-pop pipeline is also very real. And it's parallel to the metal to K-pop yes. pipeline. It's true. And she liked it. She was just like, like, I see you. I see you, dude. Like, I'm she's right here right. with you. She's so fun. And I love her because she's super hardcore. She's super hardcore. Yeah, she, but she loves, loves K-pop. K-pop so much. And I, I sympathize yeah. with that because I yeah. know how that feels. Because, you know, I yeah. still listen to the Dead Kennedys and stuff like that. Well, if you think about it, you know, K-pop really is pretty hardcore. I mean, they oh, yeah. they have danced down. They work so hard for their art. Oh, that yeah. 
they're more punk and more hardcore than <laughs> I agree. Us here. I agree. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, no, those K pop idols are they're way so more amazing. metal and punk than like, a good portion of the people who claim to be so. It's funny because I do like uh, I do like my screamo music. I said it just depends on the mood. I get something for like everything. <laughs> I have playlists for every mood, and even then, I have playlists for subgenres of mood. And I was thinking about because I have my party party yeah playlist, which it originally started out as my BTS playlist, but as I started delving into all the K-pop, I didn't want to just have it BTS. So it became my all the K-pop. But then I started getting into Thai music and Japanese music. So I just called it Party Party Ya. So it's all the music I like that's dancey. But then I got a hype playlist that hypes me up. And that just has everything on it. it. It's not restrictive of genre, language, anything. It's the hype music. And those are both really good. But now I'm starting to think I need an exercise playlist because it's not quite hype and it's not quite party. It's you don't want anything slow when you're exercising. Exactly. But I have a playlist for everything. Speaking of playlists, we should pick a song. All right. Who wants to go first? You should go first. <gasps> Me? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to pick a hype song. And one of my favorite BTS songs that is on almost all of my playlists. I have a couple songs that fit multiple moods so they go on all the playlists Mm -hmm. you know how it Mm -hmm. is this is an older bts song it is one of my favorites and i believe suga wrote it when he was like in high school or something but this is jump by bts go Jump by BTS, and that is off of School Love Affair. That's such a good album. It's so good. Little young baby BTS. They're so cute. They're so cute. (laughs) (sighs) Should I pick one, too? Go for it. What's your first pick? I picked Telepathy. Oh, yay. It's so good. Because right about, that was... Kind of my second song. I'm trying to think. Second or third song. Mm. Um, but I was having, it was really weird because I, I connect with a lot of music in and out all the time and just kind of superficial. But for some reason, I had this really, really intense like uh, connection with BTS, like on a level that I've never had before um, that just, it really made me cry, like like hardcore, like strange, like like a connection, mental, um, like a telepathy co- connection. Mm-hmm. And when I found out that song, I loved the song when I first heard it. Did not know it was called Telepathy, but I was telling Michaela, I love this song. I don't know what it's called, but it, I feel connected to this song. I really like it. And when I found out it was telepathy, it was just like chills. So this song has a lot of deep meaning to me. So yeah, telepathy, let's go. Telepathy. 
Timothy. It came out in 2020 on the B album. She was asking me what my favorite BTS album is. Oh, and yeah. That's hard because I love them all. But B is really, really close to my heart. I know. It's, it's really hard for me, too. Because, yeah, I love them all. And then you start looking at the track list on all of them. And they're all so good. If I had to pick one, it's probably the most beautiful moment in life. Just, just, it's just, it's, those are the songs that really, really got me. So that one and Wings, Mm -hmm. because those two albums really made me get into BTS. Once I listened to Map of the Soul 7 and B, I was already ARMY and I love them and it's great. And same with the Love Yourself series. Mm -hmm. But the most beautiful moment in life and Wings were really my deep dive into BTS and getting to know them as a group. Because I remember just putting them on at work while I was stocking beer and just really getting into them and getting into those albums. So most beautiful moment in life and wings are very, very close to my heart. I remember trying to learn all their names. <laughs> Seven members. Oh, I, I, I remember. Keep it straight. Yeah. And I, I knew uh, Jungkook right off. Mm-hmm. I, I knew his face. He he remind he has just he has a mouth similar in my opinion in my opinion to Andrew McCarthy mm. <laughs> so I I could recognize him right off just because of that simple thing um, but the the one member that I really got to know soon or after that was Sugar. Mm. And I just kept studying his face. I was studying his face. I'm going to know his face and his name. And, and then everyone else kind of, then it was RM. And then it was Jin. Jin was so fun. Jin, Jin was so cute. <gasps> you know, when we first saw, first, uh, saw him, we were like, you know, is he just arrogant and kind of full of himself? But then you get to know him and he's just adorable no he just says it to be funny and and he's so cute and then we find out he's good friends with ken and then we learn with the kisses and everything where's camera where's camera (laughs) this is totally my my opinion but i'm almost 100 percent sure i think Jin got the flying kisses from ken oh i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure pretty sure yeah (laughs) but uh and see, for me, RM was the first member that I learned. Mm-hmm. And then I learned Jimin and J-Hope. And then it was the other guys. Mm-hmm. To me, those three were like the easiest. I had a bit of trouble with V and Suga and Jungkook. I had a bit of trouble with them. And Jin, I didn't really care about all that much. I was like, oh, it's Jin. He's, he's there. Yeah. You know, whatever. Because I did initially think... Is he kind of arrogant? Like, I didn't know what to do with him as a person. Because there are artists that are really, really, really in love with themselves and know it. (laughs) But when you find out why he does that, and he does that to cheer up everybody else. Right. To make them laugh. To to make them relax. And Mm -hmm. he also does it because he's not confident. And he's like, you know what, if I just keep saying... That I'm worldwide handsome than I am. Well, they picked him because of his beautiful and face. He's very I mean, beautiful. They I mean, yanked him off the street it. and hey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jin is absolutely gorgeous, and but he's sweet. 
he's so endearing. And then, you know, Jin starting out as probably my least favorite member is now... He's number one. Number one with Suga. Yes. They, they share the bias spot. Mm-hmm. And even Suga, too. I didn't really pay much mind to Suga mm-hmm. until I got to know him. And then I was like, oh, oh, little Min Yoongi. <laughs> little Min Yoongi's my guy. You know, you just connect. Meow, meow. Little meow, meow. <laughs> you just connect with specific members. And yeah, those two. I love those two. Roommates forever. It could be more opposite, probably. Oh, they're you so know. opposite. I think. Oh, yeah. Sugar's, Sugar's extremely quiet and quiet. introverted. Yeah. I mean, Jin's pretty introverted, too. But opposites attract, yeah. too. I mean, Jin puts on an extroverted face a lot of the time, but, but yeah. he is pretty introverted. Mm-hmm. But uh, he cooks sugar food, and sugar's pretty quiet. <laughs> There's, oh. Uh, speaking of BTS, they have... All of their video series. They have Run BTS, which is not to be confused with Run by BTS or Run BTS by BTS. There's Run BTS, the show. Right. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> this is very complicated. It's a very, very complicated deep world. So <laughs> complicated. Um, but they're different variety shows, and I love BTS and the soup. Because Jin loves to fish. So he always goes fishing. And Sugar really could care less about fishing. But he's like, but it makes Jin happy. So I go with him. And Jin is Sugar's only Hyung in the yeah. whole group. Yeah. So he's like, if Hyung wants to go, I'll go with him. You know, it makes him happy. And so cute. <laughs> it makes me think of what time. I don't remember what it was. But Sugar was, they were filming Sugar. And it was like super, super sunny. And he kept. <laughs> like going like underneath where it was in the shade and i'm like oh, i can so relate to that i i really don't like being out in the sun well i my medication makes me sun sensitive so i really don't like to be out in the sun which helps at this age because yeah. i'm not that wrinkly either um but oh i could so relate to that and he was just like oh there's some shade over here and then he likes to sit out a lot, and I can really relate to that. <laughs> I can relate to that. I have short bursts of energy and enthusiasm, and then it's like, okay, I gotta go lay down now. If you're a, a rock in the next life, I'll take yes. you places. I'll take you to beautiful places. Yes. In one of they did an interview asking what they want to be reborn as in the next life, and Sugar said he wanted to be a rock, so yeah. he wouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> And then later on, and it was either, I think it was Bon Voyage BTS or something, but they wrote letters to each other or poems. And V wrote a poem saying, if you become a rock in the next life, don't worry, because I'll take you to a lot of beautiful places. (laughs) And And V would. That's so cute. (laughs) He would probably put the little sugar rock in different scenarios and then film it and take photographs of it. Be funny. Sugar by the beach. (laughs) Sugar having lunch. But speaking of Run BTS, I'm going to pick my next song, which is Run by BTS. Not to be confused with Run BTS by BTS or Run BTS the variety show. Go. (laughs) 
run B run by BTS. Not run BTS. By she BTS. almost said run BTS. I almost said run BTS. Yay. This is so confusing. Well, before I pick my song, we should like mention all the their names and, and everything for those who don't know this band either. Yes. There might be some who's never heard of them. That could happen. It's true. They might live remotely under a rock somewhere. <laughs> but there, I'm sure there is some people that don't know BTS. It's true. You don't know. So the oldest is Kim Sok Jin, known as Jin, mm-hmm. and he's 30 years old, born December 4th, 1992. So he's our Sag. Yay! Sag! That's why he's so spicy. Yeah. <laughs> he's so cute. And then there's Min Yoongi, known as Sugar, 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 Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> He's 30 years old, uh, March 9th, 93, 3993. That's funny, because uh, my daughter was almost born 3393. <laughs> that was my due date. <laughs> but 3993, how clever is that? Mm. And he's the Pisces. He's definitely the Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jung Hosek, J-Hope, uh, February 18th, 1994. Same birthday as her best friend. Mm-hmm. So, yay. We can always remember J-Hope's birthday. He's a lovely Aquarius. I love Aquarius. <laughs> He's 29. And then there's Kim Nam Joon, also known as RM. Mm-hmm. Rap Monster or Real Me. Or just Nam Joon. Or, or just Junie. Nam- Junie. Junie. They all have like little nicknames, yeah. too. He's the leader. He is September 14th, Virgo. 28. I'll try and turn this without crinkling the paper. And then there's Park Park Jimin. Uh, Jimin is October 13th, 1995. He's the lovely Libra. Uh, love at 27. Libras. And then right after that is Kim Tae-young, V, known as V, uh, December 30th, 1995. And Michaela's 1995, too. So that's a good year. Mm-hmm. And then there's Jian Jungkook. And he's September 1st, 1997. He's the Mangne at 25. And a lovely Virgo. Mm-hmm. Yay! I do love them all. Each member has a little special place in my heart. And they all have... They, they created a little uh, stuffy animal world called BT21. And what did we decide that came out in 2017? Yeah. Yeah. 2017 is when they created that. And Jin's is an alpaca named RJ. And he takes that everywhere. He'll buy every RJ that ever is ever, everywhere. So it's hard to get RJ sometimes if Jin is in town. RJ is my favorite BT21 character, and I also got a giant RJ. We all did. My giant RJ is my travel companion. The first time I ever went on an airplane, I brought my giant RJ, and I just thought of Jin walking through the airport with his RJ, and that was pretty much me. It's my emotional support RJ whenever I travel. Yeah, (laughs) she bought me a big cookie. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's uh, JK's uh, one is a bodybuilding bunny named Cookie. Mm. And I have a big cookie and that's what I took through the airport and I was so glad I had that. Yeah. Because I get a lot of anxiety around a lot of people too. So 
I had my little, little cookie I was holding on to, and this little girl looks at me, and she smiles. She had her stuffy, and we were just like, like, the little stuffies were like greeting each other when we were standing in line waiting to check in at the airport. When I went to the airport to go see BTS in L.A., I, of course, had my RJ stuffy, and I was walking through holding it, and I made eye contact with a gal, and she was army too. I think her hair was purple or something, but she had a cool silver jacket on. But we made eye contact, and she gave me the little K-pop heart, and yeah. I gave her one too. And we we're just like, "Yeah, you yeah. know, I know where you going. <laughs> I know what you got. I know who you like." And Sugar has one called Shooky, and that's a little cookie. Shooky <laughs> the cookie. Shooky the cookie. It's so cute, <laughs> but it doesn't like milk. Well, yeah, because he's like, a cookie. Yeah, he he'll disappear in milk. Yeah, they have to dry him out if he yeah. gets wet. Yeah. And then J-Hope's is Mong, which is a little dancing horse. And Mong yeah. is so cute. And he wears yeah. a little mask. Desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then RM is a little koala named Koya. And his ears fall off. And he's, he's sleepy. always sleepy. He's always sleepy yeah. and his ears fall off when he gets startled. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jimin's is Chimmy, which is a dog and a hoodie. Mm-hmm. And he's super cute. Jimmy's so Jimmy's cute. Cute. And then V has Tata, which is an alien of love. That's what I say. He's yeah. an alien of love. Tata's an alien. And then I already said JK's is Cookie, the bodybuilding bunny. And then there's Van. Mm-hmm. Van is just Army. Mm-hmm. Army Van. And that's a... It's a robot. Yeah. There you go. It's technically Tata's robot that brought him from that's right that's right yeah i've watched a lot of bt21 because my kiddo loves bt21 and i do too so before bed i I want to i I don't know where my time goes but before bed we'll watch the new bt21s that come out she loves they do animated rj mukbangs Mm. where he just sits there and eats food and it's rj (laughs) but she loves them you know what's funny? But I don't know why. So we'll watch like a 10 minute long video of RJ eating corn dogs or something. You know what's funny is whenever I put her to bed and you're not around, usually it's always Michaela because mm-hmm. I think it should be mom. But once in a while, Grammy puts her to bed. Um, I make up a story mm-hmm. and it always involves BT21. Always. I'll just make up something, you mm-hmm. know. There's a trash can that's making a weird sound and it's scaring, you know, I don't know, it's scaring Koya or whatever. Just make up and just use characters and she loves it. She'll remember everything too. The next morning she's like, oh, that story. And I was like, oh, what did I make up? And then she'll tell me, oh, yeah, yeah, that turned out pretty good. <laughs> I can't so, make up stories off the top of my head, especially right before bed. She's like, tell me a story. Yeah. I'm like. But I can um, just whatever. I'll walk in the room and I'll see a poster of, I don't know, of a cookie. Yeah. And then I'll just, okay, it's going to be about a cookie or it's going to be about uh, tennis shoes or it's going to be about basketball or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Just whatever I see. Pizza. It's going to be a thing about pizza. So, yeah, I guess it's the Irish in me. Storyteller. Storytelling. I should tell a joke. Let's tell a joke. joke. I got a couple of them. So this is for Jen. 
Okay, what is the best kind of music to listen to while fishing? What? Something catchy. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of BTS in the soup when Jin was trying to catch fish and he kept asking the cameraman how to catch the specific type of fish that was in the lake. The cameraman's like, I can't tell you. I can't help you. You're in the wilderness by yourself. <laughs> and he's just like, if you don't tell me, I'm going to wish that you go bald. <laughs> Saucy. Saucy. Like, of all the things, I'm going to wish that you're bald. <laughs> okay. Why don't seagulls fly over the bay? Because those are bagels. Because then they would be bagels. Ah. She knows that mm, one. I like bagels. Should I just keep going? Go I for got, it. I got two more. Okay. Just, I'll just do it. Okay, this is also for Jin, who is our moon. Moon! You are. It's funny because my moon is in Sagittarius, so he is Jin is my moon. Michaela is my moon. <laughs> but this is a moon joke. How does the moon cut his hair? How? Eclipse it. Eclipse. <coughs> <coughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> what kind of music do chiropractors like? Bone crunching ones? Hip pop. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was really good. That was really good. Okay, pick a song. Pick a song. It's your turn to pick a song. Is it mine? It is your turn. <laughs> Well, I'm going to talk about the song that I love dearly and could not find forever called Black Swan. Mm. Uh, it was Do Your Thing, you know, What's My Thing? And I kept telling my kid, what is that song? You know, Do Your Thing. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I have no idea. I'm like, I cannot find the name of this song for nothing. I was baby army at the time. I had no idea. I was like barely learning. Yes. They have so many songs. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And I just knew a little, this, the English, you know, do your thing with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, I have no idea. And it took me a, quite a while to find the name of that song. But every time it's just like, what is the name of that song? Black Swan, and I absolutely love this song. I love the video of it. It's it's so awesome. And then to see behind the scenes of Jimin doing the dance and everything, it's just, it, it means a lot now that I see it and I've seen the behind the scenes. So mm -hmm. Black Swan, it came out in 2020 on Map of the Soul 7. So go. Black Swan. Yay! It's such a good song. It's <sighs> such a good song. I, I love it. Well, I was telling her, too, that I watched this uh, ballet company, this ballet group, to perform that song. It was so beautiful and so moving. And they had, like, professional, like, teaching dancers, too, that were watching them. 
And they were just saying how complex that song is and different tempos and just, it was just, it's a brilliant song. Brilliant. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love the words too. Oh, the the you know, words are do your so thing good. with me. You know, what's my thing? Mm -hmm. I, I feel that deeply. I, there's a connection for me with that song. Um, and I, I know there's a lot of like young people who are like trying to find their thing in life. And here I'm an older person, you know, I'm learning what my thing is, but how many years growing up just doing everybody else's thing, <laughs> always doing other people as the, as the baby of the family, you know, it's like, okay, you don't know what your dream is. And, you know, your dream is a hobby. So fulfill my dream. So that song really resonates with me when it's just like, you know, what's my thing? It's not their thing. I don't want to do their thing. I want to do my own thing. So, Well, yeah. and on the other side of that, too, like it talks about which every creative person can relate to is, you know, you create things and it just sort of happens. But what if one day you end up hating your thing? You know, or not being able to do it. Exactly. And that's part of what it talks about like, is how every the first death, the yeah. first death. Yeah. Every creative person, dancer, every creative person will experience that first death when they yeah. can't do. It's easy to as you get older, your voice gets scratchier and doesn't work as well. And you slowly kind of enter that world where. It is slowly dying, everything. It, it makes me think of Linda Ronstadt, who has just an angelic voice, in, in my opinion, and now she can't sing anymore. And I, I can't even imagine how awful that must be. It was her whole world was singing. Mm -hmm. uh, she left us with beautiful songs and, and everything, but I can't imagine still being around and not being able to sing I'm lucky that I can still sing, you know, in a way, I think it's mature. My voice is mature, mm -hmm. but in a lot of ways, you know, it's not a 20 year old voice. It's not, you know, <laughs> like it was back then, but, you know, in a way it's in some ways it's better like a fine wine and in a ways it's not so, but I'm sure like everybody, like even BTS, they were saying, you know, when we get old and we can't dance anymore, we'll just sit on the stage and sing with you guys. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just, it's their thing. It's their passion. And even when they can't do it, they'll still at least share the music with us. And, mm -hmm. and one thing I love about filming things is it stays there. It's always there. It's, it's locked in time. So you can you know, become 90 years old and never be able to do it. But we've got film of you doing that when you were in your 20s or your 30s. And, you know, it's like, like, I think that's the beautiful thing about art in general is, you know, after some artists are gone, we can still appreciate the things that they gave us, the art that they left behind. Oh, yeah. Just like carpenters or anything yeah. too, anything you build or make. It's still it's there. Yeah. You could pass it to your family. You can, you know, can become a family heirloom or something, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Really cool. So. 
Oh, you need to. Pick I'm a song going to now. pick my last song. And speaking of art and everything, the things that you create and your passions, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into. <laughs> yes, you do. One of my all-time favorite BTS songs is "Blood, Sweat, and Tears." The music video, gorgeous, incredible, all of it. The storytelling, <clears throat> so good. And this is Blood, Sweat, and Tears by BTS. Blood, Sweat, and Tears by BTS. Whee! Such a good song. Well, I'm going to do the word of the day. Okay. The word of the day is pugnacious. P-U-G-N-A-C-I-O-U-S. It means eager or quick to argue or fight. Mm. Yes. Um, like a fondness of fighting. You like to fight. It's a boxing word. <laughs> it comes from the Latin word pugnare, which means to fight. And came out in the 1600s. So, I used it in a sentence. His public statements became increasingly pugnacious. Mm. Mm. I don't know, but I always think of the dog pugs, the little pug dogs, yeah, whatever. Pug dogs. I learned that word in the fourth grade when I read Sherlock Holmes. I guess you can think of it as like it looks like someone punched them in the nose. Mm -hmm. so. Yes. <laughs> so maybe that'll make it easier to remember. I don't know. Should I pick my last song? Mm. Let's talk about your key drums first. Yeah, I'm still watching W, and that one's really good. I'm on episode 12, and there's like 16 of them. Mm -hmm. But that star, uh, stars Lee Jong-suk, who is also in While You Were Sleeping, and he's the guy who's dating IU, the singer. And it also has Lee Tae-wong, which is in the band Surprise. Uh, along with So Kang Joon from Are You Human 2? He was the main character in that. And Kang Tae-yo uh, from Doom at Your Service. With <laughs> and Gook. Yay! I love Gook. <laughs> and I am watching I Hear Your Voice, but I'm only on episode two, so I decided just to finish W. So that's where I'm at That I'm enjoying them. And now I'll pick my last song. Mm -hmm. And my last song is Home, because BTS feels like home they to do. me. So, so we're bringing it home with the last song. We're bringing it home. And that came out in 2019 on Map of the Soul Persona. So, home. Let's go. I love the sound of this <laughs> home. Yay, BTS. They are home for me. The video. And I miss Jin a lot. I miss Jin so much. I was thinking of the video that they did of home. It was like a live performance where they're in a home and V is just like spraying flour everywhere. And they have that room that turns. Yes. It's super cool. That's cool. It's super cool. And Jungkook's just in the background doing pull-ups or some weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what is he doing in the back? We oh, don't know. 
No one knows. No one knows. He probably doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next week, we're going to do spring. Spring. Spring, spring, spring. <laughs> spring into action. Spring forward. Spring in the air. Even though it's snowing and raining mm-hmm. and snowing here. So today, it was like, oh, it's spring. I got these really cool, um, colorful, they're like minty colored uh, spring converse that I just want to pull out. But you need nice weather for them. So I was like, oh, where are my spring shoes? And I thought, surely that's a little bit of snow this morning is gone. And I look out and it's like dumping, (laughs) dumping snow and rain all at the same time. So it's like super wet, super snowy. I'm like, well, I guess it's boots. It may be spring on the calendar, but usually here we get the most snow usually in spring. Mm -hmm. So that's not, it's not uncommon. (laughs) But of course it was the day that I had to go out a lot. So it got me a little wet and a little chilled, but yeah. So we're going to talk about spring and maybe we'll bring the sun next week. Yes. With us. And it'll be a sunny day when we do our spring one. Yes. So this is the Kimmick Podcast. Thanks, you guys. Please, please, please get plenty of rest, eat, take good care of yourself. We love you guys. All of us together are awesome. All of us separate, not so awesome. Mm-hmm. We're a mess. So thank you, Keys, for always being with us and supporting us. We love you guys. Have a good week. Have a great March. Easter's coming. Easter's coming. Easter's coming. Easter's coming. (laughs) Get the bunny. Get the The rabbit. rabbit. Get the... (laughs) A little bit of Easter cartoons there. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. And we'll see you. Talk to you next time.